Hey, it's Josh Sibson. And Jake Jabour. From The Meat Improv. The Meat Improv is a comedy podcast where we bring on the best comedians in the world to tell meaty stories from their lives, and then they do improv comedy with us. You don't think we're good at improv? Check out this little snippet from Jake Jabour's real life. Hey, where's all my cats? <laughs> he never knows. The Meat Improv. You can listen to it on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. That's The Meat Improv. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Obsession podcast. First things first, go rate and subscribe the show on iTunes. Follow the blog at improvobsession.com and like the show on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash improv obsession. Real quick, I want to give a thank you to the two new people who rated in iTunes, Nate Dog 9473 and uh, T-Bone Steak a bus. I think I appreciate the support, the kind words, the suggestions of who I have on the show. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Now, good news, guys. I got on a beta team. You don't know what a beta team is? Okay, that's that's not surprising. Uh, beta team is UCB's video sketch teams. Uh, I suspect this means that I'll be busier than ever, but I also suspect that it means I'll get easier access to a bunch of amazing improvisers. So I hope that means cool new episodes for all of you. Uh, even better news. UCB Herald auditions are coming up. That's right. I posted links to it on the blog and on the Facebook. I think I even tweeted it. Um, so get excited about that and, you know, relax. You're going to be great. Uh, good news again. Uh, yes, I am going to have a special Herald Auditions episode. What? Maybe more than one because I can't coordinate the schedules? Yes, this is true. Um, these episodes might not come on Monday like they normally do or on Sunday if you subscribe in iTunes. Uh, but whatever. Subscribe in iTunes. Uh, follow the blog. You want to get that information while it's hot. So get, do it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Herald Auditions... I have one whole Herald team on this episode today, and I'll tell you, they'll make you hope that they never get removed from Herald Night because they're all such lovely people. Mike Carlson, Anthony Geo, Matt Newell, Zach Reno, Richie Root, Jason, Jason, no, I'm going to, I'm going to get this right for you. Jason Sheridan, Marissa Strickland, and Aaron Whitehead. They're all amazing. They're all awesome. They're all part of the Herald team, Kid Grift. And I, you know, I've never done an episode like this. It was weird right in the first minute. I just admit that I'm nervous because I was. Um, so you know what? Get excited. Here it goes. Kid Grift. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell already. I'm really excited. Um, all right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pearlstein. Today, we have um, uh, a lot of people. Anthony Gio. Wait, I don't know how to say your last name. Gio. Yeah. Gio. Yeah. Mike Carlson. Carlson. Marissa. Huh? <laughs> you got, uh, see, this is how slow this is going to go. Marissa Strickland, Jason Sheridan, Aaron Whitehead, uh, Richie Root, Matt Newell, and Zach Reno, the returner. Right? Did we get this? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Everybody's here. This is Kid Grift. Hi. Uh, <laughs> we also call him the returner. So that's great. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very privy to all the all the secret lingo. Um, so well, shit, this is good. I'm so excited to see how this goes, guys. Like, I, I'm incredibly nervous, uh, and uh, and this is gonna be fun. Um, so, like I said, like we're gonna skip a lot of the individual things about you guys because because uh, we just don't have time. I just don't care about you as uh, individual people. But uh, uh, I kind of want to talk about like uh, like like Harold like Harold audition. So, like, did any of you guys like audition together or uh, do callbacks together? Any of that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, me and Anthony and Mike were in callbacks together. And me is I'm Matt. 
and yeah. Uh, Anthony, Mike, and Matt were on callbacks. <laughs> and I. And uh, well, me, Marissa, and Carlson did the first round together, and then me and Zach did the second round. Ooh. Okay, and then wait, uh, maybe did that you was guys, Jason? By the how way, many, yeah, this Jason. is going to be super complicated. I realize too because not everybody's going to know who's talking. This is going to be something else. Uh, just start every sentence with Jason says. Uh, <laughs> even if Jason doesn't even say if it, Jason doesn't say it. <laughs> you, I. Here's the thing. I'm holding the mic in yeah. a real silly way, you guys. He, said Jason. J- Jason really said looks Jason. like he's not planning on giving up the microphone at all. <laughs> he's so comfortable. That's correct. <laughs> hey, Jason brought his own mic. <laughs> I, I did bring my own mic. To uh, paint the scene, the other seven members of the team are talking into a broken iPhone. So, uh, I suspect, I think I mentioned this before, but I suspect the way this team was formed was, because a lot of us had played together in other teams, right? Like who? No jumps. Just the yeah. three. Uh, Jason speaking. Uh, Marissa <laughs> and Mike and I had, had played together, and then the three of us and Anthony Geo were in a Billy Merritt Harold crash course right before yeah, auditions. Before we, before. And Aaron and I had three hundred one together. This is Jason. <laughs> yeah, speak speak as softly as possible on the microphone. I wanted to make that clear. So uh, Aaron and Mike and I too were in a. Chad Carter 501, back when they had those. Yeah, I think I had been in classes with a bunch of these guys. I'd never met Zach or Richie ever before um, when we got on the team. And Matt and I had been on the team together, yeah, but not in a while. Yeah, I was I the only know. one. I was just working. Can I just talk? Yeah, go, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening. The only one I knew was uh, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, Aaron, for the record, Aaron's putting the, the mic on Matt's wiener. <laughs> Said Jason. Uh, re- that's the that's the mic Jason brought from home. Uh, yeah, so that, that was. Um, I'm realizing what a massive mistake I've made. And I, <laughs> I'm gonna Anthony. Uh, yeah, didn't I, know what it was. Anthony thought I was a black man. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So uh, wait, wait, was that? I'm sorry, were you confusing him with a black person that you knew, or um, you're just like I suspect that name's this black? This is what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, no, no, like Matt Newell isn't traditionally doesn't sound African American, but uh, I mean the story is just as stupid. Uh, I, I uh, first off, this is Harvey Firestein speaking for Anthony G. Uh, I have a bit of I have a bit of a cold, but um, I, I remember when uh, we had our callbacks. Like you get the name, you get the names of the group, uh, and Matt Matt's name was on there. I was like, oh, I I recognize that name, but I don't. Sorry, this is callback or this when is you got for a callback? Yeah, okay. Mike Carlson, myself, Anthony, and Matt were in a callback together, and I. I looked his name up on Facebook. I was like, I can't put a, I can't put a name with a face. And the first hit on Facebook, who I had many mutual friends with, was an uh, African American guy. And so he walked up to me at callbacks and was like, Hey, uh, I'm Matt Newell. My first instinct was, No, you're not. <laughs> and if you ha- if you haven't seen me, I am the opposite. I am just the whitest guy. <laughs> Kevin, I'm Kevin, so pale. Uh, Jason speaking. Uh, Anthony. <laughs> And I get to say, uh, I love that the first thing that came to your head was, you're not Matt Newell. Great yes and. Great yes and. Not even at the room. He's ready for callbacks. Really ready for it. 
<laughs> okay, so so then it, I guess it's fair to say that you guys didn't entirely know everybody on the team. So, uh, like, when you guys when you found out that uh, uh, your kid Grift or whatever your temporary name was was uh, is going to be a team, and you saw all these like people, some of them whom you knew and you didn't like, what was going on in your brain? Were you like, uh, I mean? In callbacks, where you're like, oh, maybe this person uh, should have been, or like, I don't know, I'm curious just what's going on in your brain when you see that lineup. Uh, so, you're asking when we saw like the email that went out that we're a team. Yes. Your first reaction is, holy shit, we got on a team. This is amazing. Right. And that doesn't leave you for a while. Right. It's like, like I even, like, I knew, oh, by the way, this is Mike talking. Uh, I knew, uh, I knew, every, I knew everybody except Matt, um, but I knew everybody and I was just super excited. Like, uh, there was no, as much as you like to strategize when you're, like, coming up and you're in class and stuff, like, oh, we should put this team together and this person would be a good straight man, but this is the wild card. All, he did, all it was was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Let's just do a good job. Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty much we, what everyone We had, because like, we found out, Zach and I found out, and we immediately called each other, and we didn't know we were, what team we were on. We just knew we were on. And we were like, ah, freaked out. And then we were still going to see the smokes that night. And so we sat there together to see the smokes, didn't know we were on the same team. And Anthony... Without knowing that we were on a team, because we weren't allowed to say anything yet, I, and, I didn't know and he didn't really know us, sat next to us, and Matt sat in front of us, but we didn't know. None uh, of us knew, it was and so we were close. like individually like, freaking <laughs> out because it's like a, it's yeah, exciting. Yeah, I'm about to say like it's like don't put it on Facebook, don't you know because it's not. So yeah, yeah, when you get the call, it's like just keep it quiet. It's the hardest thing in the world to not say, tell people. That's true. And I kept quiet, but I told Jason. This is Marissa speaking, and Jason and I were doing um, the three on three that night. And somehow Jason ran into somebody, somebody on, the somebody on the street. And then I got a text from that somebody, and I I was like walking over to Steve's house because we were at Steve. We we're like it was me, Steve Slaga, and Jason all doing the three on three. And, and I walk in. Yeah. Oh and I walk in. the microphone sharing has just been violated. Uh, and and I they did not let that happen. Yell at Jason. I was like, "That is not yours to tell. You can't tell people about me." I was like, "Because I, I was so nervous. Like, first of all, I was like in like delighted shock, but like definitely like paralyzed in like a good." glorious tube of happy, but like sure. scared. <laughs> like, that feeling. Uh, and we've been close for a few years now, and uh, that may be the maddest you've ever been at me. Um, Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, so it's a night of emotional highs and lows. It's terrifying. Also. Yeah, yeah and it, but then also, like, at the three-on-three, just really quickly, I Gio was in it, too, and, and I remember going up to you, like, right like by the big stage doors, you know what I mean, like to the back yeah, area, yeah, yeah. and I was like, "I'm so happy we're on a team together. We're gonna be friends." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Truly adorable. Um, I think uh, quickly, and I think Erin has something she wants to add. Uh, <laughs> I remember like first seeing that the email on that list, and I was really excited because I had not played with most of the team before, um, in uh, indie teams or or in class. Uh, and I think that what was really exciting was that's very exciting to me uh, because we were all bringing something different to the table and I never played to the, with those folks. Uh, but especially because it was everyone's first time being on a hero yeah. team. And there's just this electricity with being on a team like that where 
the the hunger level for everyone is sky high, and I think that really helped us uh, get along and bond. Yeah, I remember I saw your guys' first show, and I remember uh, feeling like, oh my god, these guys are like pumped and ready and going to be the next big thing. And I was right. Aaron, what did you have to add? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. Too. Uh, no, I was going to just DT dovetail off Anthony. Um, okay. It's going to happen a lot. We like the DT. We like the DT a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a thing. People know what that is. So okay. It's no problem. Sure. Uh, what I remember is being so nervous for our very first practice because since I hadn't played with a lot of these guys, I was like just nervous that I, that I wouldn't, you know, show them how amazing I was. And it's, you know, you're playing with these, you know, which luckily you guys know now. You know how amazing I am. <laughs> but I was so nervous about just making a bad first impression. And I remember Zach walks right up to me and hugged me. And I immediately was put at ease and I'd never met him. And oh, then we did I, a... I thought you were going to say I was immediately creeped out by Zach. <laughs> no, I, I, I loved it. it, was, it was, he didn't even say hi, I'm Zach. He walked up and hugged me and then introduced himself. And we did a stretch and share and I still remember each of us had a share that was very much about like the anxiety leading up to finding out and then the anxiety coming to practice that night and I was like, oh, this is the perfect Matt, you weren't anxious at all? No, I wasn't anxious. Our first few practices were right around the holiday season of 2010. So, like, we were all slowly going out of town, uh, and everyone is laughing because I could not hold the mic correctly at all. Um, it's more the way you, your fingers flutter around the room when you want to grab Dick Cavett retired from talk shows, and I'm just getting ready. I'm just queuing myself up. Mommy, uh, I want my key. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, I, I insist it continues because I realized uh, this way I only have to come up with like three questions. <laughs> That's the hardest part of the show. Is like, oh, I'll just like talk about something. I'm like, all oh, right, I have to have a question now. Uh, I only have to have three. So you guys are doing all the work for me. I really appreciate it. Um, well, then, okay. So let's. I mean, let's talk about your first practices because uh, you know uh, some of you are clearly anxious about making good first impressions. Some of you chose not to show up because of holidays. Um, uh, like, what was going? Like, I, I want like. Uh, yeah, for your first showing up, what are you guys doing? Uh, yeah. Nobody wants to answer this one. Such a bad question. Fuck. Uh, no, it's a, it's a really good question. I think that there's a there's a, definitely some buffering time that they give give you before your first show. We have the longest. Yeah. We're the last yeah, so like they'll yeah. create teams and then in between well, that creation and then your first show, I think yeah, like about a month. Especially like a little longer because of the holiday season. Right. Well, um, I remember they were, I think that, that was the year they were doing like all the weird teams did heralds, like all the non-herald teams yeah, did heralds. Yeah. 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 And so I think that first, uh, I think that was pretty crucial because and I think like, one of the one of the reasons why I think it went so well is because our first coach was Alex Berg, and it was just such a good atmosphere. Uh, yeah, he was like the perfect coach, I think, for us. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was. It was great. Like he really qualmed a lot of the nerves early on, and yeah. he made it really fun. And it was, I thought like Berg was a big part of that. It was just a very calm atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> and like a lot of. <laughs> that's that's a, yeah, that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
that's the whole reason I took the mic, but no, now I won't. Now it I won't felt continue. like you did that thing like where you do first line, last line of a scene. You're like, yeah. yeah, I'm just going to pick this up. Uh, it's going to be yeah. perfect. <laughs> but we just, like we spent so much time just like getting into like let's figure out like who we all are and like get to know each other and like it was equally important. Uh, at least I, Berg made it equally important to like rehearse and figure out like how we did improv as a unit but like figure out how we functioned as like a social unit like be making us friends the and then like making us good on top of it somebody take the mic <laughs> I think that there is a lot of people and I'm not counting myself but there's a lot of people on this team that are uh, very good about being open like emotionally and as people and it sounds funny <laughs> coming, to, coming out of my mouth because it's like it sounds ludicrous but it is true because like, I feel like my natural thing is kind of to be, like, a little bit laid, like, pushed back or laid back. But, like, there's enough personalities on this team that are very, like, hey, I will I will give you everything that I have pretty easily, like, oh, immediately. Does that make sense? Like, there's some immediacy to that, which really draws everybody in, and then everybody feels like a real, like, unit. And that's happened, like, almost immediately, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of people with uh, uh, a lot of uh, heart on the team, and I, I feel like that's something I recognize, and in, in whenever I see you guys do monologues, or individually or whatever, uh, like, they're very uh, uh, hard-on-the-sleeve monologues. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike, I don't see that for me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you do a monologue. I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, uh, it's, it's clearly not. <laughs> oh, I was just saying at the beginning, there's a lot, and for me, uh, this is, I think this is for me, there's a lot of like forced hanging out at the top. <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. You gotta like, like this is new, I gotta like make, like I gotta, I really gotta put an effort into get to know everyone. Yeah. Now I like, like, I like hanging out. I'm not a person who hangs out, generally, I think that's what's hard on me, but I was like, I'm gonna make an effort, and I think, like, we're gonna go and we're gonna have dinner and we're gonna we're gonna uh, get to know each other outside of just practices and I think that helped the team uh, uh, from the beginning. I'm not I wasn't saying you kind of were, <laughs> but we ate a lot of pizza too, which was yeah. Yeah. extra delicious. I wanted the team to be pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Microphone personalities are making me laugh. This is fantastic. Well, we did <laughs> hang out a lot, uh, and uh, we are Pete. We had a lot of names. We ate a lot of food together at first, and we spent a lot of time coming up with a name. Like, the name Kid Griff was born at a Nikki D's Pizza. Nikki D's in beautiful Silver Lake, California. Uh, please send us some free pizza. Uh, what the fuck is happening? Wait, I, that, that was very silly, but also that is true. That is a true fact. It is true. It's true that Jason wants pizza. I, it's free. I love Mickey D's pizza. Well, we took, like, so we hung out a bunch uh, uh, up top, and um, we spent a lot of time hanging out, like, coming up with names. Uh, and I I think uh, some of the names that were considered were uh, Witness Hunter, which is the name of a gun in a magazine. Yeah, Witness Hunter. We still should have been Witness Hunter. Or Wedge. I don't know if I ever told this story, but Mike was not there. We ate at a Mexican place, and we left, and Mike had already gone home for the holidays. 
So I texted him, what do you think of Witness Hunter? And he just texted back the word, no. <laughs> and but honestly, that's how a lot of our conversations go. And I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean that just tough nose. I, I, don't, I don't mean to say that in a negative way, but I think that there is an understanding on this team that we are going to try our best to make it work for everyone. And that being said, it doesn't always happen. And sometimes we're like, okay, uh, someone's going to compromise a little bit. But if we can, we would like to find something that everyone likes. And so everyone does kind of have UN veto power. And as a result... Yeah. That's always, know, like, I think that's always a big value on a team. <laughs> Just out. like when people, uh, on any team, uh, people making decisions uh, is tough, but like... Also bringing a group in to collectively just like say yes or no on things uh, and not and mi- not spend too much time going like what do you think or you know not enough time considering it uh, I think that's a cool thing. I think yeah, it comes from not having anyone on a t- on the team who's been on a Herald team before too. It's yeah. like yeah. Uh, we're this is our all of our first time, so we're all kind of like no one no one knows better. Yeah, we've never we never had to hear the phrase. Well, when I was on yeah, blank, yeah. we did it this way. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've never, I mean, in terms of the improv, we've never compromised too much. Like, the most difficulty that we've ever had has been, like, deciding a name, figuring out, like, practice locations, and occasionally, like, what does everyone feel like eating for dinner that night? And me uh, forcing people into emotional conversations. Oh, yeah, and uh, Aaron forcing people into emotional Olympics that end in ideally catharsis <laughs> for her. <laughs> Names. There's more names. <laughs> yeah. well, River Wolf. Was River Wolf was close. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. And this is Farley was bird. Kept trying to steer us into animal names. Yeah. 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 Uh, really, I've been listing off the names to build to uh, this, which is an important improv thing I have uh, uh, to state. And I still think the best name for an improv team is Mr. Improv. And uh, every every coach we've ever had, and I tried so hard for Mr. Improv. Our fear was that Neil would take us all off the team. Yeah. I would not be excited to see Mr. Improv. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, oh, these fucking guys. Well, when you see our poorly designed image of four folding chairs with top hats on them, <laughs> maybe then. <laughs> you won me over. Upset, uh, <laughs> <Set> Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then I've also, I mean, uh, so it seems like you guys spend a lot of time on uh, bonding as a team. Uh, and uh, and and uh, I think clear. I mean, clearly that worked out. Uh, Matt likes to hang out now, which is great. Um, <laughs> I, I loved it because when I sent, uh, sent you guys a message about this, uh, you got you guys responded like, "Yeah, Wednesday seven to nine is our hangout time," which I was like, "Ah, oh, they're adorable. <laughs> they have a hangout <laughs> time because uh, like that's this isn't practice time, right?" There's it used to be, it used to be yeah. Okay. When we and were practicing with uh, Bergen and Wangert, we were Wednesday and Sunday. And now that we have Julie, she can only do Sunday, so we do a longer practice that day. But none of us wanted to miss out. <laughs> Hanging uh, out, we really thought we'd miss each other. <laughs> <laughs> Still truly adorable. Um, okay, well then, then what else? I mean, let, let's talk like actual improv stuff that w- you were working on. Because you know, uh, team, team building is all great. Uh, but, but, but yeah, I mean, coming in... I mean, clearly they feel like you know how to do heralds, or to a certain extent. Um, but like, yeah, what what is it that you're working on? 
Nobody knows. Now or at the beginning? At the beginning. Oh, oh. at the beginning. We'll build to now. Yeah, no, I think we were really lucky to have living room as our opening because, like, not only did that help us bond more as individuals and, like, grow as a unit, but we were also, like, it's also so easy to pull from, like, because you can pull details or you can pull, like, the overarching game of someone's story or whatever. And um, so it was just a really easy way for the audience to get to know us, us to get to know us, and an easy way to pull. Yeah, just to DT off of that. I, I totally agree that when we first, when we first started, uh, when we first started, we were doing the living room. Uh, you were genuine. You were genuine. Excuse me. I'm sorry. You were. You were. Do you need some water? I have some. All right. Um, you were. You were actually learning new stuff about the people yeah. on stage. I'll, I'll never forget the show that like the subject had changed and Matt said. The subject had changed, and Matt goes, uh, I have a felony against me once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, we were I like, What the hell? Uh, uh, and so. Am I just gonna have to bleep out in this whole section here? It was an international waters. We, uh, I think Bert too, like, for right from the start, we did uh, Living Room, which was uh, good, because I think he wanted us to get just, like, a really good, fast start to everything, like, just, yeah. like, doing real, fast, high-energy uh, heralds. So, like, his whole thing was, like, trying to push us, just, like, he, I feel like he just kept pushing us for, like, nine months to get, like, take our games, you know, crazier, per, like, cr- he would always, he, uh, as a phrase... Uh, the point of no return, yeah. and he kept pushing that. Like, so you would take a game, you you develop a game in the first beat, and then the second beat, you would play the game. But then you would do something that would just change. He was watching a lot of Breaking Bad at the time, so he'd be like, <laughs> so he'd be like, then you shoot somebody, and then now the game is pushed into this whole other direction. And he would try to push us, and that would like push the momentum of our shows same, in those first same, nine months. I think yeah. uh, same game, but like you cross an emotional threshold. Uh, that yeah, he would push that a lot in group games, especially just yeah. like going, especially because you never have to return to a group game per se. So you, you like really push it and you blow it out as hard as you can and just get the most you can out of it. Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds to me like uh, yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, but like because I like this idea, uh, like heightening to the point where it's not just like if somebody's being a crazy character, you're just like, you're being weird, you're being weird, but like where it has to kind of, the scene has to accelerate, it has to go faster, it has to go more intense. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost dangerous. Yeah, because I mean, most games have like repercussions when they go too far. And a lot of the time, improv scenes get edited right before the the gun goes off. And really what we want to see is how everyone deals with the gun having just gone off. So that's what... Yeah, and then another beat past that of whatever the pattern has been. Because it hopefully will be even more nuts. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, whatever cool way the game comes back, because it's going to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Says Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell was that? What what if your roommates just walked in? I'm just saying, like, in surprising and interesting ways, and it surprises all of us because we've passed this point. We don't know exactly yeah. what it's going to be instead of, like, a pattern that we've already been playing. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, expi- it's, 
it's exciting for both the improviser and exciting for the audience because it's like you don't know what's going to happen. It's very easy to play games carefully. I think mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I, I think maybe that's one of the trappings of game. It, it, maybe as people learn it, uh, is like oh, there's a pattern and I can kind of know kind of know what happens. And, and I think that when it's too tangible to you, like when you understand it too much. Uh, it's like, well, then it's not fun or funny for anybody. Uh, so, fucking Alex Berg's a genius, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, on my last podcast, we called him a big idiot. So, uh, well, it's just going back and forth. Yeah. So, thank you guys for agreeing with me. You are the most agreeable team. Um, uh, I want to. Uh, okay, how about this? Uh, do you guys feel like you have a role on it, this team? Uh, okay, Griff. Because uh, like, I feel like when I'm on a team, uh, I'll find myself in a pattern. Like one of my first teams, I was, I was always the guy who did the first scene uh, and, and forcing uh, t- callbacks at the end. Uh, and, uh, and, and now like, I feel like I'm always the guy in the third scene of the Herald. Like, I'm curi- like, and and that's, that's, I don't think that's what I mean. It's like when you show up in the show, but like no, no, no. a role. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mike and Aaron are very good at initiating. Mm-hmm. Pretty regularly. I, I think it shifts, though. Yeah. yeah. I think all of us are really malleable and like we'll fill in whatever space needs to happen. And I think that's one really like awesome, just, um, I don't know, characteristic of this team where everybody's capable. I mean, like some people do seem to be like more at initiating or like, are just like tremendous. I mean, I think all of us are really good at group support, but um, like it, it. There are different ways in which people help, and everybody is like mutable. I don't know. Like yeah. everybody can do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Zach and I tend to play a lot of support and not be in the beats a lot of the time, and play group games and various animals that need to be played. Yeah. And waiters for Zach. Um, <laughs> for, for me, I think it's often because I'm the third person to walk into the first beat. Like, there's a two-person scene going on. I'm like, oh, I'm here too. And then I just don't show up again for a while. But uh, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think it shifts. <laughs> They're laughing because I do show up again. I show up again immediately. <laughs> the second scene. Um, but I, I think it does shift, though, because I think that people will go through times of being really initiate-heavy and then, mm-hmm. I don't know, just depending on the mood. But I, I think people have strengths. <laughs> I think it changes too based on the opening. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> also, I, I want to go back to the beginning and say I don't really think I'm amazing. That word came out by accident, and I felt very stressed about it the whole time. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's been, it's been 25 I feel, minutes. I feel much better. Though. I think you're amazing. Thank Aaron. you. Thank you. Other people, other people can't. Not I, Aaron, I, I met your mom outside of oh, UCB God. once, oh, and okay. I just I, I, I said I'm like I, your daughter's amazing, so I'm I'm fine with you That's asserting so nice. that you're amazing. Thank you. Uh, uh, and she she seemed truly touched by that. I was, I was like, good. I, I feel like I made her. I told her to come her. to less shows. I feel so bad about that. <laughs> you told that, her to come you know? to less shows. It was game, like she was there so often that everyone would always be like, oh, I saw your mom outside. Yeah. Before every show, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. Um, I'll tell her she can start coming back. Yeah, that'd be nice. DT um, off that real quick. Uh, uh, DT off about that. About my mom? Uh, no, just the neuroses. I realized <laughs> Richie made fun of me earlier because I mispronounced qualm as qualm. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, he made it work. No, I, I, but I, I, I made a similar mistake. That wasn't me making fun of me. That was me having a similar vocal. Um, but I was going to say, I think it, I noticed that with uh, it, how you initiate and how you play in the team has so much to do with me for the opening because it's been like, it's been awesome for me to try to learn to initiate off of scene painting because it's not where my brain goes. Like I see ideas, but I don't necessarily get game ideas or character ideas off of it. Whereas in the living room, 
I, I could hear people talk for a sentence and be like, oh, weird behavior, weird thought, got it. Yeah. You know, and I think other people like really do see an image and go, oh, that's a great place to start a scene. Um, so that changes things too. We we did a uh, one of the Friday shows. We did a four person Herald like a, was it two months like two months ago or something. Mm-hmm. And like as much as like everybody on the team can do anything, um, I definitely was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm. I'm doing a lot of stuff on in this show that I might not do. I mean, obviously you have to because there's four people, but like it was just a lot more support where I was like, oh, I don't support. I should support more. I'm supporting <laughs> a lot in this show, and like, yeah, I should do more of that. So like, there is like you do get in these weird little patterns of like and habits and stuff, but ultimately, like you can you can fix it. It's mm-hmm. fit. you like you just you know in the next show you probably if you have that in your head like oh I should probably get out more like the next show for some reason you will be out like at least like twenty percent more I feel like yeah if that makes sense yeah. yeah yeah and I think everyone too has gone through like phases I know I have of like yeah that was a rough couple shows but then all it takes is like one decent moment a, r- a rough couple shows personally not uh for the whole team but like a rough couple shows for me and then but like all it takes is like one one moment to like turn that around like all it takes is like one decent show <laughs> I'm not doing anything yeah. weird right now it's, it's, it sounds laughing, like you're doing the, the speech laughing, from 8 Mile I'm laughing at you saying all it takes <laughs> uh, it's just adorable <laughs> sorry it's very, mister yeah. it's very newsy all it takes <laughs> and you said it three times it's all it takes that may be my Philadelphia accent yeah. coming through yeah. too just meshing words together <laughs> unpleasantly <laughs> People do come off of shows feeling like very differently about them. Like uh, I think we all can generally tell how the show did, but there yeah. is also that other part of how did I do in this show? And Joe Anger did something early on to us that I thought was really useful, which is sometimes you're going to do a show where you do nothing, and it was your job in the show to do nothing, just to be a waiter once and then shut up and walk away. Mm-hmm. And you have to like the team's success has to be your success, and it doesn't feel that way always. And it's just it's a tricky disconnect. Yeah. I know this is something weird, but I honestly like go into every show like being like I'm gonna serve this herald like in whatever way it needs to be. Like I feel weird saying that, but like that's like always my thought going in, you know, and like being whatever part it needs. This is one where I I honestly feel like it felt really truthful. (laughs) (laughs) If we're it's well it's the moment like leading up to you speaking, you're just so ra- I fucking love Here's it. The thing. I don't know if it's just me, but anytime there's a moment of sincerity, guaranteed it will be followed up immediately by a bit that undercuts it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I live my life. Um, that's good. Said Jason. Said Jason. Also, for the podcast audience out there, uh, if Andy keeps saying DT, which is short for dovetailing. Which is like a long-running uh, inside joke among the team. We're not saying DMT, the chemical that killed a lot of people in Vietnam. Why would just why would, he be, why would someone say DMT before they say something? For the record, I was saying DMT. Let me DMT off the rack. I think you also have to adjust. To what the, how the team plays too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, even if I think I played differently before I got on this team, yeah. and now I play this way because that's what the the type of team you're on. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, Be I, more specific. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, Zach, Zach. Well, I think like I, Matt probably has his own version of this, but if I had my way, every scene would be about dragons and animals and yes. wizards and wizards, and that's just me. That's how I play. So. 
in my own one eighth of the way, I pull the team in that direction. But there's seven people doing what they want to do, and so collectively we arrive at something else. <laughs> on that note, if I am in a first beat with you, I know I can make the second beat about dragons or music because you'll pick it up really easily. Like, I think that's the fun too thing is like adjusting to specific players on the team and being like, oh, yeah, he'll know exactly where I'm going with this. If I go in and I'm ghosts and we, you know. Hmm. Wait, what, what, like, what would your perfect hero be? Like, I don't know. My, oh. My perfect hero? Yeah, yeah, I don't even know. I have uh, a lot of island. <laughs> no, that's my, per- that's my perfect day. Uh, yeah, I don't know what my perfect Harold would be. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that it's not. It's just the Harold that this team does, and it's different than a team than a Harold that John Nova does. Because they, they, I feel like the just the energy. It's not good or bad. It's just a different. This, this is like a super group. Uh, Heavy Herald, right? This, am I right? Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say, Ever, this is a super really. group. This the is, end. This is a super group. <laughs> yeah, this is a super group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, fast. And I, I generally, uh, before, I, I didn't play fast. And I still don't know if I play fast, but that's the type of Herald team this is, I, I think, right? Thank God we have Matt, because uh, if we were just allowed to run off the rails, it would be a disaster on yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's what it should be no, one or the other. Yeah, it is like this is that type of team, and you kind of adjust the type of team that you're on. I think watching Harold Knight, especially recently, uh, it, to me is like proof how much. Uh, it is it is a team thing uh, because because they have you know right now six six herald teams and they're so different and they're all but they're all doing the same thing you know it's all yeah. still a herald but it's all it is also very different and like there is a voice to each team like yeah uh, a, a a real specific comedic voice that uh, does is not one individual players uh, yeah I get that cool. I get it hmm yeah, yeah that's part of, I think that comes into play when they're forming it. Like they want, they think people have particular strengths. Like when we were formed, I'm sure there was a rhyme and reason between, you know, putting, you know, putting all of us on, in a group because we complement each other. And I think that that probably still shines through a little bit because that's, you know, our improv foundation. But I think that we've changed. I think we've grown in the past two and a half or so years. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, uh, for sure. I agree. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, re- I don't know if this is actually anything interesting. Uh, <laughs> Alex Berg, <clears throat> you said Alex Berg and Joe Wingert were your coaches? Yeah. And currently uh, Julie Brisson. It's Julie now. So uh, um, what was it like changing coaches? Because that, I don't know, I always feel like that has an impact on my practice groups, on my teams. It was... Sad. It was certainly sad because we had Burke for a year and we loved him. Uh, and then we got Joe, and of course he's an amazing, amazing coach as well. Yeah. Uh, so it was like it was really cool. Like it, it, this is the lamest thing I could say. It's just really cool. Uh, <laughs> like it, it, it was great just getting a new perspective on that because like we had had Burke for a year, uh, and it really felt comfortable. But it was nice, like challenging that and seeing like all right now we've got this we know how we play uh in this direction uh and let's see what happens when we take it in this other direction that this other coach brings uh so i think it was great and uh and and, and again moving from joe to julie it was uh just a an awesome change just seeing like what someone else brings to it like it's amazing how much a coach brings to a team yeah. uh 
and just seeing like what direction they take you in and like how it changes the way the team plays and how it changes the team's voice a little bit just seeing who's yeah. behind the scenes there. Yeah, uh, I, I'm always a big fan of like changing, challenging. I mean, that's it, it's sort of like I was saying about game is like once you're kind of too comfortable with it or too ahead of it, then it's it kind of loses some of the the fun. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, like I could I could imagine bringing a new coach would be a fun challenge or change. Jason, come on, what was I, it? No, <laughs> I, it it all worked. Like we had Bird for like nine months, and then Joe for about nine months, and and at the end of both, like. It was uh, it, it was not like I don't want to coach you guys anymore. It was both amicable splits, and <laughs> at the same time, like we were also like trying to figure out both those times, like a new opening to work on. And when another person, like literally, when a fresh set of eyes comes in and goes, like you guys, you, you know, you do this a lot, or like you know, maybe try doing this, like just switching some stuff up. It it does help refresh things a little, like keep yeah. stuff fresh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so then uh, you guys have been doing Heralds uh, for what is it, almost wow, almost like over two years now, right? Almost two. Almost, almost two. two. Okay, so I'm bad at that. Um, oh, I see, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. So it was like November, <laughs> and then we like was in January our first yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Second week of January. Twenty eleven. Almost two years. Yeah, almost two years. it's fun. No, it's uh, it's a fun memory. So I'm sure it's it's stuck in your brain. Um, uh, so I'm curious, uh, you guys do, I fucking swallowed something. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave that in. Um, you guys do the, uh, the stealing the show show, or you guys did that? I don't know if you guys are still doing it. Uh, <clears throat> get it out. What, uh, <laughs> trans- I think like trans- doing a, a new format is weird, uh, uh, and especially if you guys spend a lot of time on Herald, uh, and then you guys you guys chose to randomly do uh, like what was it, like seven or eight formats. Uh, what, why why inspiration? Talk about I it. Think it started with the wheel. Like just that idea was fun. A wheel. Uh, <laughs> professional pop musician Elvis Costello <laughs> went on a tour called uh, with a spinning songbook in the eighties and had a big wheel, and then he he brought the tour back a couple years ago, and he had a big wheel on stage. With a bunch of songs, and I saw the concert, and I said it would be fun with, for Kid Griff to do a show with a giant wheel <laughs> on stage that would be spun oh, before every show. That is the start of the idea. Yeah. Now let someone else. And I like the idea of making the pie pieces. Pie <laughs> <laughs> uh, pieces, pie pieces, and what we put pie pieces on the wheel just so that it had something to. Oh, yeah, that's not totally yeah, just, like just, <laughs> Marissa <laughs> liked making a pie. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big fan of French fries. Yeah, I I think also we we were just uh, we were awarded what like at the time was called like the anchor slot to do that show, um, and so then like and we were just so excited to do anything that uh, anything else like a change of pace outside of the Herald. So we we're like, oh, what should we do? And then we just kind of did a hodgepodge. So we worked with I think it was Wanger at the time. Yeah. And we're just like, Wanger, we want to do every possible show that we can do at the theater. And, we, and, we, and in fact, we practiced all of them mm-hmm. uh, over a course of a few practices. Um, and then they turned out really fun. Yeah, yeah, the first, we did it twice. The first one, uh, we randomly got Diamond Lion show. And the second one, we got Ass Cat. Uh, and we did, yeah, with uh, professional wrestler John Morrison. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> who happened, who happened to be in the audience? That night to do Ask Monologues. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That was not a coincidence. 
No, it wasn't. Or it was a coincidence. It was definitely a coincidence. I was going to say, yeah, that took a lot of setup because we had to have a laptop ready. We had to have a guitarist standing by. Uh, we had to have uh, an iPod in the booth in case we had soundtrack. Uh, and then we had to build a giant goddamn wheel, <laughs> which broke before the second show. Yeah. So yes. we just taped the the pie pieces on the wall <laughs> in the shape of a wheel. Yeah. We, we spun a person around with a blindfold and had to point to one. It was also wow. too big to fit in any of our cars. It was also weighed. See, this is great. I only had to... I don't even know. Uh, I only had to ask, like, four questions. This is really great, because I, like, I feel like I should start going towards the end of it, uh, because we've only got, like, 15 minutes, and that's going to that's gonna be one question. Um, <laughs> so uh, I want to I, I ask uh, this question that I've asked a couple people before on Herald Teams, uh, and it, it, it just is... Who's going to do that? Hey. Hi, roommates. Um, <laughs> What's a mappy? We had a lab team member named Mappy with a map for a face and a face for a map who unfortunately passed away. Oh, that's real sad. Um, so every show we just dedicate. Who wants to mappy? Um, we're the fucking weirdest. Yeah. We're the weirdest. We're the weirdest. Yeah. Other people weirdest. are going to listen to this, right? This is just this is for the eight of us. This is, I'm not comfortable with all this weird stuff getting out. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to format my computer after this and pretend it didn't happen. And okay. I haven't talked about eating pussy once the whole night. That's actually, that's what I bring to the team. I've talked about eating you pussy a lot. Jason. So I am just a- let me have this, Aaron. <laughs> I am pretty comfortable with him talking about eating pussy, though. <laughs> I talk about eating pussy in front of, like, half his team's mothers okay. and then a hundred other people. So, okay. All right, pussy so, is um, off the table. It's off the table. It's more inside jokes. The audience loves them. They do on podcasts, that's a thing. I know, I'm so I'm being serious, but I sound sarcastic. Go ahead, Steven. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, okay, so... Uh, so you guys have been at Herald Team for almost two years now. Um, uh, ha- Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> 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 That'd actually be pretty interesting. Uh, but it'd take half an hour. Um, what, uh, I guess, like, on your trajectory as a team, uh, I mean, I don't know, like, is there is there a thing that you guys feel like... Uh, is is a goal or something that's coming out like that you're like I am working towards this I want our team to be this or is it maybe personal things on the team I'm curious if that's a thing it's got to be I know it is tell me what it is I know I mean I know I've heard everyone on this team like talk about personal goals and like I'm working on this or this is something I want to get better at but I I feel like we as a team have always sort of we just want to we want to support or I'll just speak for myself 
I feel like when I see us getting as good as we can be, it's everyone listening as closely as they can and supporting each other in like the absolute best way that isn't trying to showcase one person or, you know, it's re- it really it's sort of what Marissa said earlier when she almost cried is, is that yeah. uh, <laughs> you really start, like serving the Herald and when you do that you do have amazing shows and, and that can, I think that can be a drawback is when everyone does go in with a with their own goal and I, I'm taking Becky Drysdale's class right now and she was talking about this is it's so hard if eight improvisers go into a show and everyone's like I'm working on this this week you're almost never going to have a show where it serves everyone's personal yeah. goal <laughs> so it, it is sort of cool if you go in serving the Herald and everyone's working on the exact same thing mm-hmm. yeah and I think I mean I won't speak for everyone but I feel like I can confidently yeah. say this yeah. Yeah. I'll speak, speak for, for everyone, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I I think we've never we've never really talked about like what we have as a goal as a team, and I think let's do it right now. Well, I think that I, <laughs> but but I think the kind of unstated goal is that we're all just re- still like really happy to be where we are, and just want to like every show is its own show, and just wanting to do the best show every week, and like yeah, whatever happens is great, and we'll be happy, but like. <laughs> It's really about like each show at a time. Mike's about to Mike's about to say something else. Well, yeah, I get it. You have to telegraph it. Yeah, I think that everyone like when I used to go see Harold before I was on a team for years. You would like watch Sentimental Lady or whoever else, and like you what my memories of those shows are now since it's been years are like those were flawless shows holy crap those were amazing and I'm sure maybe if I went back I would see like a few nitpicky things or whatever but uh, in my mind those romanticized shows that I saw now that I'm thinking back on them I want us to do those shows every week so maybe I'm like never going to be happy but like the whole the goal is always just like I want to just be like swinging for the fences every week and if I think we can do shows that like I remember seeing when I was watching Harold's that's always probably my goal and will probably always be the goal. But just and just keep getting better. I just want yeah. to be as yeah. good as I know that we can be. Yeah. 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 And I think we're great, but I don't think we're close to how great we can be. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think that's what keeps you going and and you hear like you know to be a, to be coached by Berg and Wenger, those guys are continually trying to do better and that's really I think that's awesome because if they're still trying to do better those guys are superstars uh, in my eyes in the improv world and so if those guys are still trying to get better then we have a lot of potential to still grow into and I think just kind of I guess dovetail off what Mike I think yeah I have the same feeling I, I'm pretty sure that it's echoed by everyone else here and that we want to be great uh, and I think once you get to a certain level, I feel like we can always do good shows. Uh, we want to consistently do great shows. And I think that's once you get to a certain level, I think that, that consistency is what you're, you're always striving for. Yeah. That consistency and also, like, when shows are surprising and they all come perfectly together at the end in those third beats when you can, like, call back the group game and, like, everything, like, where everything's earned and everything, like, built and then came together in the best possible way, like, coming off stage after that is, like, the best feeling. And it doesn't happen, you know, every time by any means. But, like, the ones, like, I know, like, that Halloween show last year, like, everyone felt, like, really good about the way everything came together where, like, 
remember Richie was like God it was like I don't remember fully but oh, yeah. it, it came it, together oh, so yeah. well when it works it works and, you... and that is like I mean I think that's probably what improvisers love at least I love it like is like that feeling of just like oh it was like magic and it got like braided together in this like amazing ponytail yeah <laughs> and, and on top of all that something that I think that we've talked about in the past that we never this is going to sound like a backwards negative comment it's not meant to be that way but we never want to be the team that doesn't fully appreciate where we are and what we already have like we always want to be better and we always want to push ourselves but on the other hand we are incredibly lucky to be where we are and we all know that and we never want to be a team that takes that for granted because I you know get to play with seven people who I love almost every week in front of a house that is sold out without me having to do anything. Uh, and yeah. yeah, I would say that same energy I felt and that we mentioned earlier that, oh, this is all our first times on a Herald team dating back to, that would be now December of 2010. I still feel that same energy every Monday, for sure. You have to work for it more now. I think the longer you, like, it's, I don't know, it's like anything. It's like, eventually... Because as what Mike said at the beginning, the buzz wears off of being a new team. It takes a while, but it does wear off. And then, uh, and then after the, oh, for me anyway. I mean, like it, it's not. Am I misspeaking? I didn't say that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Well, I mean, sorry. Well, I misspoke. Well, you get but you get people in the the seats like the first few like new Harold night. People are excited to see the new teens, but like. As you're around longer and longer, expectations get higher and higher too. Yeah, I, I just mean that. When we walked onto the stage, the very first Herald show we did, we had an energy that was like, this is our first Herald show. And that is unique to being a Herald team doing it for the first time. It's not to say that we don't still have great energy and still have a blast, but it's different. It, it is. I've seen, I saw, I feel like I've seen in the past two rounds, I've seen all the new Herald teams. And I saw uh, a bunch of new Herald teams in New York just uh, in September. Uh uh, last September and um, Jesus was that that long ago anyway uh, and yeah there is like a there is a very specific energy to that first show that even like even though like yeah I think you guys are like a particularly fun team and I really like what you guys bring to it it's it's unmatched it's such like this weird like chaotic uh, I don't know if it's chaos but it's just like yeah you can feel how the wings are packed yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah the sidelines are just full of everybody you know yeah it's, it's a completely uh, unique experience and uh, and I'm sure that would be hard to, to replicate maybe a going away show would do it I don't know um, oh Jesus oh, no. <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> alright group of happy road shows <laughs> Um, all right. So, actually, yeah. How about that? What happens when you guys aren't a uh, Herald team anymore? I'm curious. Have you guys ever thought about the, that? The the, the the death pact we all signed <laughs> <laughs> comes into full effect. I I think we've all had the conversation of like, uh, uh, oh shit, I need to write more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not not even like as like I'm just serious. Like you can. Uh, uh, you know, I think that's one of the the uh, when you do a lot of improv, like you forget, like oh, I have a like I have other stuff I have to do as well. Like this, this can't, this shouldn't be your only thing, especially since like improv feeds into like sketch or script writing and vice versa. There'll also be no forced hangout times, which would be fine with me. <laughs> like, like, Mike, like Mike was saying earlier. Uh, wait, did you say that? <laughs> Uh, I think that 
I, I like to approach this team as you should approach a healthy relationship. Oh. <laughs> because uh, it's boring the longer you can't. Because <laughs> like I don't want to even imagine that there'll be a possible end to anything. Because because then that'll just make you think about it, right? Like you don't want to. You just want to think about preserving it, it and strengthening it and making it better. Like you can't. You gotta live in a. You gotta live in a headspace. Where everything's going to be happy forever, right? Yeah, I mean, the truth of the matter is that if and when that ever happens, we will all be very, very sad, uh, and then we will move on with our lives in a productive and adult way, I would like to think. <laughs> but I also think... Say not if. What? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah, sorry, when? Because, I mean, all, all Hail teams are... That they are... Yeah. Like, they, 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 they either become right, the teams... Death act, I heard. But I think also, like, I know that I feel like the bonds that I have with all of you, like, I'm going to know you forever. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of, like, what happens or however long we play together, like, I mean, like I want, like, to be in a relationship with you guys. <laughs> I personally like when you hear like Tommy Lee Jones went to college with Al Gore. Like I like stuff like that. So like I want like in 30 years when Marissa is a, is working for the UN and she's like a dignitary or something. And Jason's a disgraced zookeeper. <laughs> and Jason just got arrested for some sort of zoo crime. We just, we just got a new dog. We just got a new... I found him. I do like the idea that people be like, oh, did you know they were on a Herald team together? Did you know that that's you keep her in that? Well, at this point... crowd, like, whose line? <laughs> right, whose line will be back, and there'll be a new version of it. Well, anyway. I also, like, when, when eventually that happens, I, I'd say we keep performing together as Kid Griff. That's yeah. just not a Herald team, you know? Like, I think it was... I still, to this day, feel... I'll be driving, and it sounds so cheesy, but I'll be like... I'm so lucky because I love you guys so much and I love performing it. I figure, like, it doesn't mean we can't still be a, a team. It, I, it would be, you know, it'll be heartbreaking when, no matter when it happens, I think, just because it's such a huge thing to, to do and such a fun time. But, but none of us will ever see that again. <laughs> well, and I can finally hang out with people who aren't naturally emotional. I mean, to force it, you know. <laughs> and they all kill ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's... Uh... I, I feel like that's a, a downer of a question. Shouldn't have asked it. I'm hey, sorry. It's okay. It's not. I'm trying to think of an upper of a question right now. I think what's ex- exciting, maybe to spin it to an upper, is that yeah, you can that. easily, uh, because we're trying to get better and better, you know, week in, week out, you can e- there's plenty in improv to always preoccupy your mind with to work on rather than think about that stuff that's, you know, yeah. less in your control. Yeah, I can take that. Um, uh, let's let's then. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna totally try to do the opposite of this. Uh, favorite <laughs> moments, uh, uh, just if you, you guys have them, uh, being on a team together. Uh, we're just gonna do that. <laughs> think hard. <laughs> Jason's all over. There, if, I, if I had to pick a favorite moment for your team, it's this right now. <laughs> but go ahead. There, uh, uh, I do play a lot of creeps in shows and. I still think my favorite one is when I played a man, try, a, a real creeper, uh, who tried to sell someone a house made out of alive women. Lady House. Lady House. Yeah. 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 We, we, we built that. Like, each one of us were, like, like chicken on top of each other, like, on top of each other's backs being the walls of the house. And, like, I mean, I think that's really illustrative of, like, the kind of group ownership and, like, the immediate commitment, like, everybody will run in with. 
every single time we've ever mentioned Garfield in a show, <laughs> which is probably in the mid twenties now. Uh, my I my favorite thing is a thing in practice. Uh, Richie Root and I did a scene like a year and a half ago, oh, so which I feel like is the funniest scene I've ever been a part of. Uh, where Richie was just playing like the saddest man alive, yeah. and I can't even do it justice talking about it. But like, people were just beating up this man working in an office, and I just could not stop laughing while I was doing it. Uh, I I did a scene uh, that was in practice that with Richie. Uh, that I there was one line that I still talk about as one of the funniest things I've ever heard, and I was his belligerent father, and he was a beleaguered greeting greeting card store owner and I said how is the card store and he said it's hard but I'm trying <laughs> which is the saddest thing I have ever heard but so fucking funny okay. I love it more? good alright uh, who else has a story about me to tell <laughs> <laughs> says Jason <laughs> uh for for me, I think my favorite moment is every time we unintentionally do something all at the same time. And it doesn't happen a lot, but every once in a while, there'll be... And it's, it doesn't even have to be one thing. Like we had a Herald in a rehearsal a while ago where there was just a stupid balloon that kept blowing by in every scene for no reason. It was just like this through line that connected it. But everyone was like, yeah, we're going to do a Herald, scene, a Herald in which every scene has a balloon in it. And stuff like that is really... Uh, I don't know. Oh yeah, we once did it. Oh. We once did three. We we did we did this herald and three. All the second beats and the group game leading into it all took place between tiles on a Guess Who board. Well, no. What does that mean? It all took place in a, all took place in a mansion. Uh, oh, sorry, that's not true. The whole herald was in a mansion. Three, three, a hotel. <laughs> Maybe it was a, yeah. We're playing Guess Who. We're playing Guess Who. It was so memorable. Someone else pimped me. Someone else did pimp me. Tell the Guess Who. The whole second, all the second beats were between people playing the game Guess Who. So like we would keep just keep like taking turns sitting down and playing Guess Who with each other, and it was ludicrous, but it was super fun. And I also really like those moments where I do something just knowing that everyone is going to do it with me, no matter how stupid it is. If I'm like, catch me, fly me across the stage, they'll be like. Yeah, there sure. was a show where, uh, uh, speaking of everyone doing something at once, or multiple people doing something at once, Mike was a cop uh, who yeah. thought like uh, fictional things were real, and he was trying to arrest the Las Vegas cast of Guys and Dolls, <laughs> <laughs> and without missing a beat, me, Zach, and uh, Richie, who are all huge musical theater fans, immediately started singing, it's good old reliable Nathan, 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 Nathan. Detroit. And we, didn't, we didn't know that all of us were. I knew that Richie was, but I don't think we understood the scope that Jason was also a nerd. And it was just a really fun moment of, oh, we're all idiots. <laughs> we all know way too much about this musical. Uh, yeah, I saw that show, and that was a, a shocking moment. <laughs> it was shocking. The audience like half laughed and was half horrified. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, uh, that, that was my giant. <laughs> I, and Nathan Detroit and uh, what's the other guy's name? Sky, Sky, Sky Masterson. Masterson. Don't blink, motherfucker. Um, 
Quickly, uh, do you all remember? Sounds so tough when we're talking about guys and dolls. <laughs> we all. One of my favorite ones is uh, I think like it kind of is a good representative of what we do as a team because it wasn't a group game, but it was a lot of group support in a second beat where. Uh, I don't think it was a group game. Correct me if I'm wrong. But it ended with the helicopter blades. Killing oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one was so much fun. Yeah. Like, it was so because that was the blade, and I and I killed the back line too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just I think it couples a lot of this what we're talking about. Like oh, like there was some patience, but there was also like group support when it was needed to the point where like. Uh, you know, in the same way these guys sang this song together, Marissa and I didn't even make eye contact. No, but all we, of us, and I think we, Mike too, all three of us just fucking dropped. But we just dropped as this blade, this fictitious blade went through us. Was that the same one that Mike was a polar polar bear no. running over people? No, that, that was a thing. That was a uh, okay. year before. But that was a year before? We love hitting people with cars. Maybe. Yeah. That was funny too. That was funny, yeah. It's hard. I mean, we used to be able to remember all the shows that we'd done, and now we've done... I remember I almost uh, passed uh, passed out because I deadlifted Jason on my shoulders. <laughs> and I was so dizzy. Uh, during I was like, so, like... I was like, I just... I don't know why I thought I should have done that. What was the... Con- what was the scene? Napoleon on my shoulders. Oh, yeah! Napoleon. I was not... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Napoleon was just taking everyone's things. He yeah, was just yeah, taking... Yeah. Or he was just taking one guy, everything one guy had. Uh, and I also... But you were placed on our shoulders. Yeah, and that... But that was the... Sh- was Geo on Marissa's shoulders? Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't, I didn't pass out. <laughs> oh! oh! Man, suck! This is how every hangout ends. This is why I don't like to do it. The other Matt sucks. Shut up, you suck. Says Jason. We also have a reoccurring bit that was picked up by uh, Joe without him knowing it, that our coach doesn't know who Matt is. Uh, this is great. But, uh, we all have nicknames, too. You guys want to do the nicknames? Yeah. Let's do the nicknames. Uh, yeah, let's do the uh, Berg, Berg, Berg encouraged us to find nicknames from scenes we did. And he actually named many and, of us. And named many of us. Like, he's like, hey, you're this. Mm. I don't know. Mine's Fart Monster. <laughs> I think everyone should to describe their own just so people don't put words in there. Yeah. And then later I also got Blumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I. What was my official one from? Okay, my official one from Berg was PJ Grunts, which is the name of a strip club in Camarillo. Oh uh, I think I want to hear all these, but I'm gonna just skip that opportunity. Uh, uh, bri- briefly, uh, I want to hear all of you what you think uh, most important thing. Uh, to a successful Harold, most important thing, successful Harold. If you could, if you successful could. Harold or successful Harold team. Uh, let's. Ooh, fuck. That, that's a good distinction. Oh, I'll say Harold team since you're all here. <laughs> think, think, think. It's, some, it's something that I, 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 I honestly believe this. But any really good team. Uh, uh, you treat all of your shows and your practices. There's no such thing as a two-person scene, uh, and that uh, all the weight on figuring out the who, what, and where from playing the game to resting it. Uh, if you can all do it together, and you don't put it just on those two people that are originally initiated, their workload is no more than the other six people. Group ownership. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, as far as being a team and like the other side, not just doing a show, uh, it's it's. I mean, there's always going to be an element of like, you know, magic. Whether it's just a certain right mix of personalities or whatever, but that can all be helped just by everyone really just diving in headfirst to literally being a whole unit as opposed to just kind of being people that just show up once a week for practice. And I don't know exactly, like it doesn't have to be exactly what we're talking about with all of these hilarious inside jokes, <laughs> but it definitely like you have to have, it has to, you have to go the extra mile from just showing up and doing heralds, like it, whether it's hanging out or whether it's, I don't know whether it, it has to be something above and beyond just kind of showing up and doing your four, two hours or four hours a week. And going off that, for me, that specifically is just remembering that it's supposed to be fun. Like, no one is in this strictly as a career move. If you are, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it should be fun, and it is so much fun. And when it's not fun, then you're doing, you're doing something wrong. So, uh, I, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what makes it fun. I think for me, like, um, just listening to each other and, like, having a genuine curiosity for the other people. Like, I love getting to know you guys better all the time. And, like, it that brings me joy. And, like, I think, I don't know. Like, that helps. I think it's the same thing with, like, hanging out or going the extra mile or whatever that is. Like, and maybe, like, my mode of doing that is by being curious and being like, oh, I really want to know you and understand you as people. Like, not just because we were, like, put together but like I genuinely like all of you you know what I mean like I want to know you and want to know your feelings and like what's going on that one's for you Aaron thank you Aaron's crying (laughs) Uh, I want somebody to cry on this podcast nobody's done it yet but I'll get somebody to you suck Mike <laughs> Matt, whatever your name is. What? No, that was another recurring bit with Matt, exactly. where we all got his name wrong. That's true. Oh, um, it's probably Mike. Mike. <laughs> it's unfortunate that your name is also Mike. Uh, so unfortunate um, your name is Mike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my middle name is Mike. Um, DTing off us. <laughs> yeah, I see, buddy. Uh, DTing off Zach. I, I say. Uh, this is goofy. Uh, <laughs> Take, take the work seriously. Like, you know, show up. Like, we, we all have really good attendance, and we all work, like, really hard, and, and we're all, you know, very serious about that. But, but keep everything else light. Like, we just hang out and act like a bunch of jackasses all the time and, and all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, we get I think it's, it's like a, a big deal when one of us has to mispractice. Yeah. It's like, guys, I'm yeah. sorry I'm going to miss this week. And I think that's what you gotta, you got to take practices seriously and it's, it's like a relationship sometimes uh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying like you gotta yeah. treat it like you gotta like you know what I don't wanna do this right now but I'm gonna do it because I want this to work and right. I wanna make and I like what I have but it's not always it's, it's not always your number one what you wanna do that day but yeah. you gotta you should. you should do it yeah so, and you gotta put it ahead of other things sometimes you got a headache but you do it anyway Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was, a, that was a joke. I get it. Uh, it, was, it was not a good joke. Uh, it was not a sex joke. It was not a 50s sex joke. Uh, 50s sex joke was one of our original teammates. Uh, I think, like, uh, the, the biggest thing for me, at least for, like, a successful team 
environment is just acceptance. Like, mm-hmm. it, just never feeling like you... Like, never hesitating on an idea or initiation or support because you think it... If somebody might judge it in some way, like, just knowing that whatever you do is going to be supported, even if it doesn't work, even if it's a terrible 50 sex joke, like, somebody's still going to support that and knowing that your ideas aren't going to get judged. Yeah. It's the trust. The trust. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's, I think it's, you know, we spent, we, uh, in improv, we spend a lot of time on uh, all kinds of stuff like commitment and, uh, you know, heightening and second beats and all this stuff. And, and a lot of times uh, I feel like that, that part of it is neglected. I, you know, uh, part of the magic of improv, uh, ooh, see, now I feel lame. He's uh, crying. <laughs> yeah. 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 Matt sucks. Matt Part of the magic of improv, like, it's a, it's a funny thing, but it's also, you know, you guys mentioned it before, and that's always the, one of the most spectacular things to see is just that that instant, uh, that connection. It's that moment when three people start singing a song from Guys and Dolls. Uh, I don't know what that was from, but you guys apparently knew when you are all over it, and that, like, that's something that's really uh, special, and uh, it, it kind of all sounds like you're, you're speaking towards that thing of that, that bond between you as a team. Yeah. 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 Freaking love yeah. it. I'll just, I'll DT off all of that. Um, I know. I, 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 I feel that it's fun. But I think in, like, to have that trust and to have that fun, too, I mean, after two years, like, the way to, for me anyway, to, like, keep that environment like that is to keep remembering, like, what you appreciate about every player's specific sense of humor. And if there's ever, like, frustration or weirdness after a show like you know about your own performance or whatever always going back to like okay what can I do differently and like how can I adjust as opposed to well you know if that scene had been played differently like never putting any problems out into the team but always appreciating like the good and then if there's a problem figuring out how you can how you can change to address it yeah I love it um alright so this is uh, this is a wrap up segment pearls of wisdom uh, a note or some feedback that you got, all of you, start thinking about it now, that uh, had an impact on your improv or something that you were like, when you heard it, you're like, holy shit, of course this thing, uh, this is great. Uh, maybe you started playing, I don't know. Personally or as a team? Personally. Everybody gets okay. one. Uh, That's the rule. Uh, we, um, uh, I was in this Chad Carter 501 with Jason and Aaron. I believe uh, we've talked about this, and I don't think Aaron remembers the scene, but we were at Taco Bell. And she was behind the counter, and from an opening about somebody having a breakdown in a Taco Bell, um, I initiated, and I was, like, ordering a chalupa, and I started crying or something about, or like, some problem in my life. And then I collected myself, I kept ordering, then I started crying again. And Chad Carter stopped me, and he said, why are you, why are you stopping? And I was like, well, I kind of feel like I want to rest the game. He goes, well, this isn't like a game you need to rest. He goes, you can just, just keep having a breakdown in a Taco Bell. Like, that's funny. Like, you don't have to keep doing it in a pattern type of way. You can, you know, you start crying. But then you don't have to keep crying, but you can walk around behind the counter and then apologize to all the people in the Taco Bell and keep making an embarrassment out of yourself in a ton of different ways. And I was like, oh, okay. The game isn't this weird, like, pattern that has to be so staccato and boring. It really like opened up my whole thinking about how game is played to the point where 
it's like all I try to think about when I'm initiating scenes is if like if I can figure out a big canvas uh, in which you can play a game in like a hundred different ways. Chad Carter is the best, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I like it. Um, I had one that I always remember when I was on an indie team called Grass Angels, uh, like years and years ago. And Will uh, McLaughlin was our coach, uh, and. Uh, uh, Robert was just laughing at me real hard. Uh, uh, and I said something that he explained this thing to us about just use what you know, like just use stuff that you know. And I, it never clicked with me, like why, you know, like I was always making stuff up and inventing stuff. And then I was in a scene once, and I don't even know what the contest was, but I was comparing something to tomatoes. <laughs> and I said, it's, uh, it's like, you know, I didn't like tomatoes. It's like with me and tomatoes, I didn't like them until I had a really good one, and now I love them. And he was like, that was great. Was, that was so funny. I said, like, well, that's just, that's how I feel about tomatoes. <laughs> um, and I said it in the scene, and I was like, I was just using, like, remembering and not remembering. Jesus I was remembering. Uh, I don't think re- anybody would have picked up on that. <laughs> we were all going to let it go. And uh, like, oh, I'm an idiot. Uh, I was going to remember. But it was just like, I, it, was, it was the first time that it clicked that I didn't have to invent so much. I could just use... Uh, the knowledge that I had uh, and the experiences I had and made and made it unique to my to, to me when I uh, improvised. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just bringing yourself to the stage. I like it. Somebody else? Anybody? No? Um, I think this is I feel like I heard this before on your podcast. I think this is a Billy Merritt thing of uh, uh, you still no matter how much improv you do you have to fuel the fire. Like Consume as much as you books and film and and music and and real life experiences too. Uh, uh, I remember like the first few months of being on the team. There were time like weeks where I, I got very uh, uh, anxious because I'd work nine to five and then like practice uh, uh, two nights a week and then have the shows on Monday and then I'd go into other shows and like I never like took time to just decompress in between that stuff or just uh, uh, like stop and read a book like you can't just fuel improv with other improv yeah um, so take some time for yourself and uh, do something that's not comedy for a little while yeah. and that'll make your comedy that much better yeah it's a secret pet peeve of mine anytime I see uh like a, a living room or a monologue opening, and somebody goes, "Well, at improv practice, this funny thing." You're like, uh, "What a no. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> what a, that, that sounds like a nightmare." <laughs> I've seen it; it's awful. It makes I think it makes everybody go like, oh, "Don't you don't have to don't." <laughs> at the Herald show last week, <laughs> that was an As we came through the curtain to perform the show, uh, something looked like. Berg went over with this team that like really stuck with me and it's more of a metaphor than like a thing uh, but we're talking about just like making the Herald feel like a cohesive unit and like making it feel like it all takes place in one world which mm-hmm. is like the most interesting thing to me uh, and just finding like the little things that uh, that unite the world even if it's something as simple as like a lot of people drink the same wine or uh, or the the thing a we balloon? talked about where there's a balloon uh, floating through every scene. We knew it was that same balloon. So we knew these scenes all took place at the same time. And he described it one rehearsal as like dropping uh, – like each scene, each game is a rock that you drop in a pond 
uh, and like you just see how the ripples overlap a little bit, and like finding those like little places that the ripples overlap, uh, and just like using that to make the Herald feel like a like a real unified show instead of just like a bunch of fun games and then some group games and a and a big tie up at the end. Yeah, and that that was always really interesting to me. It really changed how I play. Yeah. Um, I think this one will sound probably basic, and I got it when I was in boot camp from Jim Woods like three years ago probably, but he said that um, he was explaining how to play a straight man versus an unusual person, and he said, when you're the unusual person, don't defend yourself, uh, explain yourself, and expose yourself to the other person, and when you're the straight man, don't lawyer them down and try to point out what's wrong with them, try to understand what's wrong with them. And that like tiny difference of of exposing and understanding made such a difference in in terms of just like telling someone why they're weird mm-hmm. as opposed to like I mean it, I think it's I think for a lot of people who have been playing for a long time now that probably hopefully comes innately but I remember at the time when I felt like a lot of my scenes were someone being weird and then someone telling them why they were it, yeah. it just made the difference in making scenes so much more human and fun and more about behavior than about. Uh, Game, clever game moves. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's a thing in straight manning that is uh, like the post gift. Like, uh, is when somebody does it, comes at you with a weird behavior, uh, you'll just say, like, the weird behavior that they did back at them as if it was a gift. Like, in your mind, you're gifting them or something. But it's like, oh, you kind of just. I mean, basically that that line or whatever you gave back to him is sort of pointless because it's already out there. It's it's like you have to react to it or try to understand it, not just reiterate what just happened. Sure, and yeah, and it's like you would maybe point out a friend's weird behavior, but you'd be concerned about it. You wouldn't say you're doing this weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bring it on. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of similar to what Aaron just said, Um, um, and it's that. And this is something, I think this is a good way to look at it. all scenes, that there's a reason why you're seeing this particular scene. There's a reason why this event is happening on this day to these people or this group of people or whatever is happening. Um, and it's memorable. It's going to be memorable. So I like to think of it, whenever you see a scene, uh, this is something that these people are going to be talking about for the rest of their lives if they get out of this particular scene. And I think that they're just, if you keep that in mind, then a scene's going to be impactful and you can't be on the fence, you can't be blasé, everyone has an emotional stake in it. And I think that tends to keep scenes from treading water if like, if you do have emotion, if you do have a perspective in it, then that game can be almost fueled by that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think just it's a memorable, uh, it's an event. I like it. Uh, <clears throat> for me, a big one was, and this is bonus, I, got, I did two already. <laughs> yes, you did. For me. <laughs> Yeah, fuck all of them. But uh, keep your promises that you make on stage, whether those are explicit or not. And it's kind of the same as the go past the point of no return thing. If you do a whole scene standing at the edge of a cliff, you are promising me as the audience that someone might fall off. And the most interesting version of that scene is to have someone fall off. Um, and, and the same, I, I can't tell you how many scenes I've seen where someone starts at a scene saying, all right crazy underwater band and then they go the whole song the whole uh, scene without ever playing me one of their crazy underwater band songs and that's like you should because that's why the idea is there so 
a lot a lot of improv is delivering on promises like when when you see uh for example a, a scene that takes place in the police precinct you expect people to bring bring uh, police stuff to that yeah. that you want to hear some stupid lingo or uh, you yeah, want to hear like oh we got to code this uh, you want that to be a thing and if it's not you're like mm, it's not as good as it could be yeah I don't know if this is still just as what you're saying Zach I don't know if this is still tossed around in class but when I was going through uh, classes like the the basic classes they would uh, teachers would quote Amy Poehler a lot and to say. Uh, be skydiving don't be talking about skydiving yeah. I don't know if they still say that I thought that was that's pretty brilliant yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that active find that active version of that fun idea for you and a lot of times it's scary because it's easier to just talk about playing your underwater sea anthem than to actually play it but it's more fun to to watch it can you tell that I really wanted to see that scene yeah, yeah. I can tell <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think one of the biggest things, like, you know what I mean? That's like trying to like scroll through my brain. And like, I think one of the biggest things that I learned also from Chad Carter was to initiate, like if you have an idea that you're pulling like from a monologue or from an opening and it's for like an unusual behavior, but maybe it's not exactly pulled from the premise. Maybe you did like, like maybe it's, I might be, I'm. It's okay. This well, isn't yeah. what Chad said. I, this we'll is through there. my, yeah. you know what I mean, through my lens. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you feel funny. Yeah. Um, you guys are so supportive. You all kind of just like snicker. <laughs> like, uh, she's no, never got the history of describing things in a way that only her brain understands that we all appreciate. But it's like I was feeling really like up today, and she doesn't mean the way you think it means. <laughs> It means something totally different. Like a rising to the heavens, you know. <laughs> so sad. Um, <laughs> All right, so what, what did no, Chad Carter Chad, say? Um, or you think he said? Like, yeah, like my impression of what he said was that like if you want to initiate a scene and there's like a particular kind of unusual behavior that you're hoping to see, unusual, like initiate as the unusual one, not as a straight person saying like, Oh, you you're not playing that underwater band music now. You know what I mean or whatever. It's the scene will have so much more momentum if you start as that unusual thing cuz you know the slant on which you want to um, you know, guide it. You know what I mean? You'll know exactly where it's going and the the scene partner can still like they have a range of things to choose from, but and it'll <laughs> Mike is doing this like wrap it up kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so super quick. Basically, just no. It's fine. If you have a specific idea, initiate as the unusual person because you have a higher percentage chance of like making that scene what your initial idea was. Not that you're going to force that initial idea because it's going to become whatever it becomes. But like, if you have a particular thing you want to try to get out, do it that way. I mean, sometimes it's easier to initiate as a straight person, but. In many cases, the unusual one is easier to go into with that. And also, like, just my big note for everybody, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. <laughs> uh, uh, real quick. Uh, yeah. He, uh, quick DT. You, you, yeah, quick DT. Uh, but he, Chad is also big on saying, like, when, you, um, when you're pulling from an opening, uh, you will understand that comedic idea better than anyone else. So give yourself that uh, idea. And he's also, and also big on, like, when you're in an opening and really analyze why you think something is funny because then you can figure out a premise and a, like an environment to put that idea in as long as you do a 
people are passing money around on the table in front of me. Uh, uh, you'll uh, you'll have a better understanding of why something's funny from an opening if you sit and analyze it a little, real quick, and then uh, you'll get a better premise pulled out of it. There is money just being passed around. Just make it more like a thing being passed around. Hold on. Stop being this. Uh, and to detail off those, uh, uh, when if you're pulling from like something, if you really want to pull a premise from an opening, uh, uh, just start start really close, or just do the exact same thing from the opening. Because was that was that a bird line yeah. about like uh, uh, it's more important at the top of the scene to be on the same page with your scene partner than to get your funny thing out? Yeah, and whatever opening you're doing, I think pulling is closely as possible to whatever it was not only helps you get on the same page but if you're doing math to get away from that maybe in, in, in an analogous way then you're maybe already already burning a second beat yeah. Uh, choice Usually, yeah. yeah agreed yeah. you're enough <laughs> you're enough Uh, all right. Well, uh, unless you guys have any parting words, I kind of want to end it on that. Sucks. <laughs> We're just sorry. <laughs> you got, no, seriously. The, uh, I was sure this was going to go poorly, and you guys made it freaking awesome. So thank you guys so much for being on the show. And you can see how all these visual bits translate. It's going to be. I, yeah, I took I took two pictures, uh, and I'm going to animate them to have it make sense for people. If you made it this far. Go up to Matt Newell and tell him he sucks. <laughs> so, let's let's not let's not make that a thing. Yeah. <laughs> let's, and if listening to this podcast made you hungry, can I recommend Nikki D's Pizza? Nikki D's Pizza. Sarah likes fine and sweet Honestly, we love Matt. Just I have to give yeah, that thanks, okay, yeah, like, Go up to go up to Matt and say I love you, Matt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> go up to Matt and say I love. Nickety speed pizza bar. Right. I'm, I'm done recording. <laughs> hey, that was Kid Grift. I hope you liked it. I know I did. Those guys are my new favorite Herald team because they sat in my living room doing bits for 15 minutes before we even started recording. Uh, go check them out at Herald Night. In fact, uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, go check them out tonight. They're doing the 8 p.m. Herald. Um, also, I have a show to plug. My sketch team, Dumb Shit Mountain, is going to do a Second City Hollywood show Wednesday, October 24th at 8 p.m. We're paired up with Brute Squad, so go check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also, I'm doing a 401 Midway show with Joe Hartzler's 401 class. Um, I said 401 twice, whatever. November 1st, UCB, 6 o'clock, no, 6.30. Come check it out. Uh, it's going to be different. I don't, think, uh, I don't think I've ever invited anybody to a class show, so do it. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's it. Again, subscribe on iTunes. We've got some cool episodes coming. I don't want you to miss it. Happy improvising. It's the golden age of improv. Be excellent to each other. And you know what? Hey, relax about Herald Auditions. You're going to be great. Hi. Hi! I'm Chad Westbrook. And I'm Nicholas Wagoner. And are you a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race? You should be. You very much should be. Come listen and subscribe to our podcast, How Is She Though? Where we recap every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Come and get your daily dose of vitamin gay, honey. Oh, cr- oh, cr-